Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Cult Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Hey, Richard. Uh, in celebration of um, WWE star John Cena, who's starring in the films we're going to, about to talk mm. about, um, you can't see me uh, because my webcam broke. That's so, a yeah. very funny joke that only works for one person, and it's me, <laughs> and I loved it. Thank you so much for that exclusive joke. Uh, and if you want more exclusive jokes, you can have about two half hours of them every month if you head over to our patreon <laughs> oh patreon.com slash cult popshire where mm. yeah we do exclusive podcasts over there for uh you know d- different tiers if you a sign fee. up and, <laughs> a reasonable and, fee at a reasonable fee i won't tell you you have to go there and find <laughs> out so you don't go oh that's too much money i'm not signing up you're gonna have to go oh mm. i wonder how much money i'm it already is. here yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah. yeah that's that's our plug up top and while we're plugging things up top go go to the discord email us cultpopshamedia at gmail.com not enough wow. people email us you know text us no not, not really text Don't us text 021 <laughs> <laughs> I um I also it just occurred to me as well that you said that joke only works for one person being you it actually works for everyone experiencing this podcast in any form uh, but that is also true of every other podcast we've ever done yeah. so you can't see me is just applicable to every podcast we've done and hi everyone most people do i mean oh, i guess you do get a lot of video podcasts yeah you do you like uh joe rogan and elon joe musk smoking rogan. some some tight kush <laughs> you can see that welcome along everybody to film franchise fortnights this is on the cop podcast where we myself aj and richard we get a little bit talk- silly we we plug the Patreon up top. In 2022, we plug our Patreons up top. You mm. know, it's self-care. It's- yeah, in 2019, <laughs> it was hashtag ask everyone. In 2022, <laughs> it's hashtag plug the Patreon up top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hashtag so- plug the Patreon up top, 2022. Tell your friends. <laughs> everyone tweet two people with hashtag... Plug the Patreon up top, twenty twenty two. Okay. And if you if ever if everyone does that, I'll send you a Cold Popsha patch. We've still got wow a lot of them. We 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 ordered them and then immediately gave up selling. Them. <laughs> yeah, I I I've got a, yeah a bag sitting next to my computer. So mm. yeah, if you want one, that's how you get one. Hashtag plug the Patreon up top, twenty twenty two. 
<laughs> very confusing uh, call to action, but I'll let you do your yes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is Film Franchise Fortnites. This is a show on the Cult Publisher Podcast where yeah, we talk about a different film franchise every month and you know we've covered everything from godzilla to godfather by way of god's not dead and very good we yeah so we've we've kind of done the entire spectrum of of quality there i mean even godfather godzilla god's not dead that's the spectrum right there of great middle and and bad but it's it's more a triangle sorry of hmm. great crazy and bad right like like godzilla being like quite long and arduous and very strange you know like yeah. that's also what? the third characteristic of franchises yeah i, I mean i'm, I'm gonna stick to my spectrum uh <laughs> analogy i'll because... stick to my triangle <laughs> oh well okay <laughs> yeah some people might argue we might not have done the whole spectrum because it goes a little bit further than god's not death dead god's not death <laughs> I was just thinking about the show Our Flag Means Death, and that's why I said that. <laughs> that was so funny. We said <laughs> you were like charging so confidently. I was. You, you've uh, this said is this another to me thing before. I'm trying in season seven is that I'm trying, you know, trying to be more confident in what I say and get less ums and less googling things because mm. people have said they love that, and I love to disappoint the fans. <laughs> <laughs> you've said this to me before when I've screwed up something that like like that would have sounded really cool if you didn't fuck it up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so the what some including the website letterbox.com and rotten tomatoes really most any website that is aware of these films will tell you that the fred trilogy of films is the worst some of the worst films ever made and the fact that there's three of them and they're all in the same franchise and they're all the worst movies ever made means Mm. that surely this should be the worst franchise ever made we have a segment at the end of the show stick around for that where we rank the franchise amongst the 151 franchises we've covered for this podcast and yeah we will it be at the bottom well you'll have to stick around and find out no skipping ahead i'll know if you did it and i won't send you a patch even if you do <laughs> hashtag plug the po- plug the patreon up top 2022 there's going to be a password later randomly placed on the show that you need to use as well the, the, hashtag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the yeah you don't skip ahead but you can put us on 2.5 speed in which we would sound like the hero of this franchise fred figglehorn himself. fred figglehorn who you may know from youtube he's a character created by lucas crookshank um love yeah, the, the surname crookshank it's love good, it. eh? calvin crookshank it's such, it's such a a it sounds medieval <laughs> yeah it's like iscariot yeah okay <laughs> iscariot very cool last name mm. are you crookshank are you disagreeing with me uh i don't disagree not necessarily no. i think crookshank is cooler okay okay and you're not going to get a lot of iscariots these days god can you imagine <laughs> but hey to the credit you also don't get a lot of christs so well apparently that's not as even as fucking last name crookshank <laughs> and, and also jesus like middle initial isn't h as well <laughs> that that's not from the bible <laughs> yeah which is why it's crazy 
Anyway, yeah. So, so the, there's three films we're talking about. Fred the movie, Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred, and Fred 3, Camp Fred. But a little bit of background on the character of Fred Figglehorn, because mm. this is kind of a unique series where, it, yeah, they're based on a, a YouTube character, character creator for YouTube. So, yeah, Fred was created by Lucas Cruikshank in 2006, who at the time would have been... Uh, he was born in 83. Oh, he was in 13 when he started. And he made this... He had this... YouTube channel called JKL Productions, which was his cousins, John and Kate, who he made a bunch of videos where just like trying out different characters. And right. then one of them just blew up. And it was this character called Fred, who was a six-year-old who was like in preschool, talks in this very high-pitched, yelly, screaming kind of voice. And Fred on Halloween was the first video where he talks about his mum his borrowing his mum's witch costume to dress up as a wizard. Mm. And then the first like actual part of the Fred series was called Fred on May Day, which was uh, released in 2008. Can you think of all the like bullshit, like stories and characters you would have made up when you're 13? Yeah. And think about the idea that one of those characters goes on to headline a trilogy of films. Mm. That's, with John Cena. And, and with John Cena. And you know what? Uh, you can tell. <laughs> you can tell <laughs> yeah. that this is a trilogy headlined by a character invented by a 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So the, the character of Fred, it changes for the movies, but the character of Fred in the YouTube channel, he lives with his grandmother and his mother, who's a recovering drug-addicted and alcoholic stripper, and uh, Fred right. was the victim of child abuse, and his father, is a former Rocky musician, is currently on death row in state penitentiary. So a lot more uh, grown-up, or grown-up, like, adult humour in the YouTube series then, I yeah. imagine. And, yeah, it's pretty much just him speaking to the audience about what's happening in his life, and... if you, Listen, guys, if you haven't heard Fred, if you haven't ever yeah. seen Fred, watch four seconds of a video to, so you can get in the right headspace. He, he's got his voice is modulated uh, to sound like a chipmunk. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's very, I'll can say you, it. Can you do the it's voice? It's very AJ. annoying. Can you do the voice? We need, like um, in previous episodes we've done like, so the Terminator, yeah. we made a rule that you're not allowed to do the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice mm. during the episode. And we may have done something similar for James Bond that not doing, sean connery impressions but i think for fred we shouldn't stop doing them <laughs> okay okay i i can give it a go without like he's not doing it though it should be said like so a, a, a little he's doing it a little bit <laughs> so here's okay i've got to lean back from the mic i have to move away from the mic to breathe in much like another <laughs> internet celebrity who turned down right. being on this podcast because <laughs> but only because he follows everyone on Twitter, so we got to send him a DM. Yeah, and he, um, but no, but he said he said he would, but he doesn't like movies. That's right. Which we is talk, the only person. Who we talk? What's his name that. again? Tayzonde. Tayzonde. All right, here's my friend impression. Okay. <clears throat> hey, everybody! It's Fred. <laughs> was that good? That was alright. Yeah. Like imagine. Hey, that it's Fred. Fred! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> He says, oh, my gamut, which is apparently some kind of amalgamation of, oh, my God and God damn it. Well, yeah, um, it's, it's taking out the odge of God damn it. <laughs> odge's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right, well, I've hurt my voice deeply doing that, so that's mm. good up top of the podcast. Continue. I've hurt my voice highly. <laughs> it's a I'm going to take a sip voice. of water. <laughs> so, what is... Yeah, so Fred was given his own film in 2010. It was it was made to be a theatrical release, but it instead premiered on Nickelodeon <laughs> in the States, but did come out in the UK in cinemas. What? Yeah. My God. I think this might be the worst film I've ever seen to get a theatrical release. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I saw Dune Part 1. Was, <laughs> at least Fred the movie is a whole movie. Uh, actually, I don't know if that's even a fair <laughs> thing to say about Fred the movie. Oh, yeah. um, anyway. Fred the and, movie. Well, the thing is, at least Fred knows how much story to put in its movie. <laughs> it's runtime, you know? Does it? <laughs> So Fred the Movie is an 80-minute uh, film uh, which has about a YouTube video's worth, <laughs> length worth of, of uh, storyline. But basically, uh, he's he is in love with his next-door neighbor, Judy. Um, and when Judy moves, Judy? Uh, Pixie Lot. Yeah, and, it was, and it's a big deal. Like, on the, on the cover, it says, mm. like, Pixie Lot's film debut. Mm. Well, presumably, I think Judy was maybe in the YouTube series, but you never saw her, maybe? Right. I might be just making that up. I might be just assuming that. That feels like something you would do in the movie, right? You'd find Oh, it's in the cast for the movie. It's like how Bruce Willis voiced Spike in Rugrats. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and a character we're familiar with, but now that we're making a movie with them in it, we'll give them a famous person. Mm. That is... Yeah, I could I could understand that. It does so on on here it says I, I couldn't find any it's not on the maybe there's a a Fred um a Fredpedia or something. <laughs> Wikifredia. Wikifredia. Yeah, I'm gonna see if there's a Fred Wiki in a sec. But the so it says Pixie Lot is Judy, Fred's love interest. In contrast to the web series, Judy is nice, beautiful, and caring girl with an English accent and seems to care for Fred. So presumably she's just a horrible, ugly American girl in the in the series who hates Fred. <laughs> Well, I mean, and it's important to stress, I'm pretty sure the YouTube series is, like, filmed by himself in his backyard, so it's not like yeah. it's, you know, a lot of, um, I don't think continuity needs to be taken into account. Here. Oh, there's a Figglehorn wiki. Here we go. This is uh, okay. So, she she moves house, and he's in love with her. She doesn't, she, like, knows he exists, but doesn't really care about him. Um, and so, he decides to go on the perilous journey to find her. Um, and that is 100% of what the movie's about. Well, no. So the whole thing is, and he shows up and she's having this party, uh, that, mm. that he wasn't invited to. And he's so shocked that he fucking vomits all over Judy. <laughs> Which is and a funny gets, beat. <laughs> and then he gets posted to YouTube and mm. then Fred decides to throw a party which he's not going to invite anyone to in an attempt to get revenge and then so he makes a fake party with bertha played by jeanette mccurdy who apparently is a big get for this movie i don't know i and I've, does not reprise her role in the sequels yeah she's jeanette mccurdy is a name i've heard i understand i think she's an iCarly. is that right correct yeah and that she yeah i guess was a big celebrity iCarly, a, a, a series i saw my first my first ex- exposure to iCarly was this afternoon when I watched a video of Lucas Cruikshank reacting to his appearance as Fred on iCarly, but we'll, <laughs> I think we'll probably come back to that. Okay. So 
the yeah they they end up making this viral video of like the the super cool party that everyone missed out on and then everyone realizes oh man i missed out on fred's totally cool party and then judy's like well now that you're popular according to this youtube video i want to bang you and Mm. fred's like (laughs) so i know you've you've done something really annoying here richard which is you have described the film quite cohesively there like what you sound just said sounds like a first second and third act the the stuff you've described takes place in about 10 minutes yeah. and the the remaining 70 is a film crew desperate to fill in the time with non sequiturs and random sketches that mean nothing like it is it is a meandering a meandering movie well i would i would call it an episodic movie it's <laughs> okay sure it's it's a series of vignettes <laughs> and i don't think i don't think that you can necessarily use that as like a something a, a knock against the film there's plenty of films that are like that mm. dune part one for instance it's not <laughs> you could have said like god's not dead's kind of like that well no, no it's god's not dead not dead has i mean maybe kind of but you d- you do get movies where the french dispatch yeah well, it's, it's a series of vignettes or like essentially comedy sketches i will admit the you quite often see that in not very good movies whereas something like the fetch dispatch or grand budapest is more like an anthology movie mm. i would say but this is is fred the movie an anthology movie by <laughs> <laughs> more saying that this movie has the the aura of of not knowing what to do next and like they say that the the quest at the heart of it is he's going to find Judy's new house, and then they're like, so he goes to the forest, um, and there's a guy there. That there's a guy there. Made Wait, stay with me. They stay with me. There's <laughs> then he goes to the the beach, um, and Bertha's Bertha's she buries him in the sand, um. Like this is how the movie feels, <laughs> um, and what the thing that I that I thought was so funny about this movie, and that like it's it's like this one of these things that you see in bad movies where they screw up like a bare minimum story structure requirement <laughs> that I thought was so funny was that so the movie is about he wants to get in with this girl that doesn't know he exists yeah, the, the tagline along- for the film is the epic journey to find judy <laughs> <laughs> and along the way he is joined by um bertha played by Jeanette mccurdy in this film whom uh about among other things is shown to have a lot more time for him um a lot more patience for him a lot more care for him and they form a friendship um and what this leads to in I'm going to say it, every single other movie that does this plot device, (laughs) what that leads to is by the end of the movie, when Judy does go, hey, now that I've seen that you're rich and popular, I want to be with you now. Any other movie would have the main character go, no, I've actually found that the one I want is Bertha, the the one who was with me before I was cool and famous. This movie 
seems to not even know it's doing this this cliche because it just <laughs> ends with Judy going into his house and birth is not seen again and the and uh, mild spoilers for the next two films but like in the second one Judy's gone from the whole film I think she's moved away and there is again kind of like a continuation of this budding love story between Judy between um, Bertha and Fred it's subtle but it's there and then she's just pretty much not in the third one so that's like you could you, even the argument that oh they're saving it for the sequels is not valid because then it just doesn't happen in the third one there's no payoff and bertha deserves fred <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what'd you think of the movie i thought it was bad man i thought it was bad but i'll tell you what it's not that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like no no okay it's bad in the sense that it's like watching just nonsense. You're watching something that's very, very clearly aimed at a demographic that I've not only grown out of, but also no longer exists in the demographic sphere. Like, there is yeah. nobody who wants to watch Fred anymore. They don't exist, right? Um, and so in that sense, it's really bad, but there is some juvenile dumb stuff in it um less so in this one more so in the second two that uh made me laugh and i'll say it i think when fred screams it is unironically funny <laughs> yeah absolutely man the, <laughs> like the, the these movies i i had a good time watching these movies i'll say that mm, like i had a good time maybe watching parts of the first two <laughs> i'm like, being very conservative with what i'm willing to give this th- this is this is going to be one of those things similar to god's not dead where it's going to come across like i am praising these films <laughs> and part of me is like like i gotta be honest that i and i, I think once we've kind of talked about all the films we'll have a bit of a discussion about fred as a character or maybe it'll just come naturally at some point mm. but yeah i i think yeah i mean i i had a good time when i started watching this first movie it did awaken some like ju- like you say juvenile mm. like immature part of me that was just like it's funny like he gets fucking body slammed by john cena he gets like smashed through the living room table and i'm like <laughs> in, goes, what ah! world, <laughs> in what world in what world is that not funny, funny? <laughs> yeah like and just yeah. the idea of a character that just reacts to everything with this high-pitched scream is like i'm sorry that's pretty damn funny <laughs> like, like it's it's fucking annoying but when i thing. was 11 i thought this was very this kind of thing was very funny and I think I was able to unlock that side of me still, like <laughs> where, and it's it's this begrudging laughter which makes it so much funnier when it, you know when like the funniest shit that's ever happened in your life is when you can't laugh because it's three a.m. and your friend's mom is a psycho <laughs> like you know, that, you know that that um onion headline that's like devastating the worst person you know just made a great point mm. this is like devastating the worst comedy you've ever seen just made you laugh <laughs> yeah like every five minutes like <laughs> like the, the, these these felt there's enough like reoccurring bits that actually made me laugh out loud in these films or giggle that I was like, these these are nowhere near the worst movies I've ever seen because they elicited a joyous response once in a while. I watched The Bubble recently, the new Netflix movie about making a film during COVID. And that film is so like, 
it's it, again it's a comedy film so i feel like it's somewhat comparable that watching like a bad comedy film to be a truly truly awful comedy film it, it can't make you laugh i i would say whereas ah, you're being <laughs> ludicrously generous to fred richard well i think that's well why why not be ludicrous aj <laughs> what is we're talking season? about we're, we're, we're tw- i'm 29 years old and i'm analyzing the fred trilogy on the seventh season of my podcast why can't i be a little ludicrous fair enough You've convinced me. (laughs) So, watching a film like The Bubble, which is a bunch of celebrities got together during COVID and thought, you know what, let's make a movie. What about? About this. And then they go, all right, let's let's get Judd Apatow and we'll all just like band together. And they go to this mansion in the middle of nowhere and they start making a movie and every single scene of the movie is they go, all right, okay, in this scene, uh, you're fighting because the shoot's not going well. All right, let's get a camera to have a close-up of of, um, Karen Gillan. Let's have a camera on a close-up of Pedro Pascal and then we'll get a wide. All right, and action, say something funny. And then they just kind of stand at each other and they'll sort of talk. One of them will try and make a joke. The other one won't really pick up on it. And then eventually they go, all right, yeah, let's move on to the next scene cut. And they just kind of, and the whole movie's like that. Whereas this is such a, like, this is such a specific type of humor. And it's such, and it's so consistent throughout the movie that this is like, this is, this is a, someone's a better voice creative vision than the bubble than the bubble and it's and that's and that's what you're seeing and like this this was written by david a goodman who was like a, he worked um quite a bit on family guy he worked he wrote the um the star trek episode of futurama where no fan has gone before he you know, worked on family guy simpsons futurama and so it's like he's he's a decently talented writer he wrote the film um clay the director hasn't done anything you know major but yeah and obviously Lucas what's Crutcher, the director's name again clay wiener <laughs> but yeah i think that just that that clay wiener i hardly know <laughs> that that like specificity and that idiosyncrasy is what makes the film at the very least interesting and i would much rather watch this than just a boring like churned out a machine people improvising at each other who aren't improv comedians okay and so that's what, why fred the movie cannot be the worst comedy i've ever seen i'm sorry and what does this have on ron tomatoes famously this film has zero percent on ron tomatoes but what would you guess the other two don't have audience scores uh, or don't have um tomato meter scores but what would you guess the audience score is for this film 14 38 percent Okay, that's still rather unnotable. Yeah. <laughs> so no one liked it. <laughs> well, thirty-eight percent of people did. Um, what did you What did you rate it on Letterboxd? I think I, oh, I actually I don't have my Letterboxd open. Let me. I'll need to get it up for when we ranked that franchise. My favorite segment of the show. Okay, I gave it one and a half stars. Okay, interesting. <laughs> After all that, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and, and well, no, like, like this is one of those films. Like, okay, what? Like, yeah, you, you, you turn on your your favorite your podcast app. Oh, my favorite podcast is doing a series about the Fred movies. 
oh, I'm sure I like, oh, it's probably going to be like every other fucking, mm. um, you know, video essay, which like, oh my God, they're covering Fred. What a wacky oh, thing. And, and it's, and it's three hours long and they're all just like, Fred the movie, so stupid and bad. And I hate this little kid who got given a movie and, and made a dumb movie. That's not fucking interesting. Like you can go to any corner of the internet and see people shitting on Fred the movie. And so I am forced to come here and defend this movie. <laughs> I didn't like And you know what? Like maybe I did like the movie. Maybe that's what I'm <laughs> describing. But this I, I think this is so much more interesting than I hate everything's hour-long video on Fred. Yeah, yeah, sure. I I think I'm more inclined to to join you on this this praise of Fred uh in the sequel. Um but before we move on there I do just want to say the hands down the craziest part of the first film is we mentioned that they fake a party to make it look like Fred is real popular. Yeah. Um, and the way they do this is they get a bunch of like mannequins and basically home alone it so they make like all these contraptions and and right. with like clever filmmaking make it look like it's full of people um it is not told to you the audience that this is what they're doing until after the montage of them doing it and boy was i (laughs) in a trance watching them like get a bunch of mannequins moving around on threads (laughs) and like dancing and just not knowing what the fuck was supposed to be happening it was just baffling to me (laughs) i was so like my god like this is is there a director is clay wiener even here like, because this looks more like they just gave Jeanette McCurdy and Lucas Crookshank a camera and just we do whatever. <laughs> yeah, he did actually. I also watched a video of Lucas Crookshank reacting to Fred the movie and that he made in 2021, which highly recommend. Again, we'll get more to Lucas Crookshank later on, I'm sure. But it's such a fun and funny video of him watching this he had to illegally download the film (laughs) to watch it because he's like it's not on anything i don't have a copy of it so he had to like download it which also speaks to the difficulty we had with these films um dan from hawaii who got us into this whole mess sent me a copy of it because he, he he had downloaded it and i couldn't find a place to download it and then fuck you dan <laughs> the second two films i had to rent uh i rented the second one on the microsoft store and the third one in between it's today's saturday we're recording this in between thursday and saturday the third one was removed from the microsoft store (laughs) and i then had to find it on apple tv um, and rent it there so this is the first time in like god since i think the first time we did the mummy maybe or even or one of the godzilla there's and there's one other time i've spent money on getting the films oh <laughs> i've spent money on i've rented dozens of these movies off youtube yeah not me not this guy but <laughs> i mean there's a bunch i own on dvd and stuff like that and a bunch are on on not uh, streaming services that you can you know i i indirectly paid for or whatever but the yeah fred i actually had to specifically for those movies put down money for but did you notice in this film aj there's mm. have you ever seen the movie gummo by harmony corinne yeah i have did you notice the reference to it no but uh my flatmate also named lucas will be delighted to know there's a gummo reference in fred the movie <laughs> yeah so gummo it's a very experimental film uh, harmony corinne's kind of a a wacky director and it was his directorial debut and 
Yeah, I believe it's in the Criterion Collection. You know, it's a pretty pretty widely uh, well-regarded film, one that you wouldn't expect to see reference to in Fred the movie. So there's a shot in Gummo. I'm not it's sure. Actually, the- um, sorry, it's not well-regarded. Just to- oh, really? <laughs> no, it's like I mean, I guess you could call it divisive, but right. Uh, well, a that's lot just of how many fucking hate it? this movie. Yeah, it's got right. 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it's Criterion. Right, but it's it's that kind of like I don't know. People like Harmony Corinne. Um It's our anyway, house. Yeah, it's our house. But so there's a shot in the movie in Gummo. I'm not sure the context of it or anything like that. But he's sitting in the bathtub and there's a piece of bacon taped to the wall. Is that just something random that happens that's in Gummo and then isn't it's, addressed? Yeah, it's like quite an iconic kind of yeah. image from Gummo. Yeah. So uh, at the start of Fred the movie, there's bacon taped to the wall when friends of the bathtub. Ah. And so uh, Reddit user uh, Fontelroy San Pedro reached out to Clay Wiener on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, sorry, and so and posted screenshots of their of this conversation with them and said, "Hey man, I know this is fucking weird, but I need to get to the bottom of this. Did you direct the Fred movie? Because I was watching a clip and I noticed bacon taped to the wall, which seems to be a reference to Harmony Corinne's gummo. Is this intentional?" And then attached screenshots of it. Clay Wiener said, "Twas me." <laughs> Have he said, so the bacon tape to the wall is a gummer reference or is it a coincidence? And Clay said, the movie is layered with all sorts of Easter eggs like that. You got good eyes. And he said, I can't tell if you're fucking with me, but I appreciate the compliment. Apparently the all the time spent at my local art cinema was worth something. I wouldn't do that. I appreciate you noticing. Thank you. Next time I watch Gummo, I will think of Fred Figglehorn. Thanks to you. That is bananas that not only is there a Gummo reference, but there's allegedly dozens of art house that's very funny that's to make, so funny like, and the i worst I, movie ever made and, and plug it full of quite intelligent art well make the worst movie ever made and then reference it years later and fred the movie Zing. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah i mean i would i would love to get in contact with clay wiener and maybe i mean maybe i'll just reach out to him on instagram and be like hey you told someone else there's dozens what are they <laughs> so Ask everyone, t- 2019. Uh, yeah, hashtag plug the pop, plug the Patreon up top. 2022. So sometimes with these kind of movies where we feel like we don't have a lot to talk about, oh, it's fun to grab reviews. And this Freed's one of those movies where it's like you know famous for its reviews. Um, I did find a couple that I wanted to talk about. So one, and I think I'll I'll read it how I imagine it's supposed to be read. Uh, it's called I Don't Want to Live on This Planet Anymore from Adrenal and Dragon 6, January 2019. Mm-hmm. This talentless hack had over 1 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, let that sink in. Screw Fred, screw YouTube, and screw Netflix for putting this in my recommendations list. It was just an annoying teenager screaming, saying stupid crap, and acting dumb all the time. I don't know how a single animal could find this funny. If you ever need to torch someone a clockwork orange style, this is the perfect movie. Zero out of ten. So what I like there is that he's been just, this person's been just as whiny as they're complaining about Fred being. And I think that really highlights the irony. And I think that a lot of people don't like Fred the movie because they're seeing the worst parts of themselves in it. <laughs> then there's another one um, here, yeah. which is, this is a very, very long review. I'm not going to read all of it. Uh, it's called The Line, Hey, It's Fred, Only Goes So Far. And to have it in an 84-minute movie is sickening. And it says... It is clear Nickelodeon is proud to have Fred on their network. <laughs> He's the been in episodes of the popular kids show iCarly. 
He has his own <laughs> film, and Nick is even talking about a franchise and a sequel to go along with the movie. So it's pretty clear Nickelodeon thinks they've invested in a gold mine when truthfully no one is laughing. <laughs> Everyone sits with a dry expression on their face watching this overly energetic kid bounce around like he's on super marijuana or just took 100 <laughs> pills to keep you awake. It's dreadful to watch the title character try to do comedy when really nothing he does gets a chuckle. That's one of like about 12 paragraphs, but yeah, the the sort of the self-importance of I'm I'm making fun of this mm. gay kid. <laughs> Lucas Cruikshank, who plays Fred, is has uh, come out as gay at, um, in the years in twenty fourteen. I think he came out officially, but yeah, I don't know. And, and that's that's I, I guess as well the other thing of like that this is this is a child who was given a movie mm. and made what he thought was funny, and everyone's going that's so stupid and lame, and it's like okay, do you feel like a big man? Like being, you know, like being a, a, a presumably in this, this guy I think is like an established film reviewer. And it's like, oh man, you really showed it to that, that child, that literal child. Um, and so that's why I'm kind of like, yeah, what, like what, what's the point just having another podcast where we just shit mm. on the Fred movies? No, I love this. I, I, I am loving Richard and defending Fred mode. I think you've turned me around completely. This is much funnier. <laughs> and I, I teased on the discord to you earlier that we would talk about this, but I feel a similar way about Rebecca Black's Friday. People on the discord today were, I don't know how it came up, but were saying like, Friday's not that bad, and you were like, this is insane. It is. But it's the same thing. It's like, this is a kid who was given a present by her parents to just make a song so that she could have a day in the studio making a song and recording a music video from this, you know, this service that just does that for kids. Yeah. And somehow people found this and went, look at this awful, awful no, thing. No, I don't think, I don't know, I don't want to dwell on Rebecca Black's Friday for too long, but I said this in the Discord as well, like, it would not have gotten famous if it was not that bad. I think, like, because it got famous by accident as well. So, as you say, it was like the This wasn't that- a girl trying to start a, a music career and failing. It was like... But I don't think the criticisms of rebecca black's friday are the same as the criticisms of fred like the ones you've just read out i think the i think i think friday was far more celebrated like as oh my god this is so wonderfully bad which well, is sort yeah, sure. of what i was meaning but i also think I don't that think- it's like it's the same thing of like what what do you gain from making fun of a child <laughs> having fun but but that's fine but i'm not saying that's that's what I'm doing with Rebecca Black's Friday. I'm saying it's such a bad concoction of elements that it becomes so funny. And people out there being like, you know, it's not actually that bad of a song. It's like, no, 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 it is. That's why you know of it. That's well, why it's also like, it it's- depends on what you, what you define as being a bad song, because I think with how catchy Friday is, I could sing you every goddamn word of that song hmm. that, that can't be a truly bad song if it sticks in your head like that. I don't know. I guess if that's your metric that you've decided on what makes a song good, I think it's. Well, maybe it it's fucking just- is. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> no, you've got me worked up. The, um, I'm going to scream. Like- 
Like, like I think of Friday, I think of when she just lists the days of the week and what she does on them as like such hilariously bad lyrics and yeah, things and like that's that. funny. It is that's funny. funny and the- Fred is funny. But it's not funny because she wanted it to be. She wanted them to just be good lyrics. That's the funny part. Well, I don't it's think, the same I don't as, think as the she room. did. I think the studio that said, <laughs> okay, well, here, whatever. pick one of these three songs because that's what happened. She's that's got- fine. That can also be true. <laughs> and I think my point still stands. And also, but, like, it's not even the worst song from that studio. Look up a song called My Jeans. I know. It's I so know. much worse. The reason yeah. Rebecca Black's Friday got big is because it's the perfect combination of, like, stupid and catchy. I would agree with that. I feel like people on the Discord were saying, like, musically, this, like, people blew up how, like, like, I think they were saying, like, they didn't get the joke more so than right, they were. sure. Anyway, last note on Rebecca Black's Friday. Two last two notes on Rebecca Black's Friday. Okay, interesting. It would be yeah. funny if I just played the actual last two notes of the song. <laughs> I don't have any kind of musical prowess. If Carlisle were here, he'd do it. But, he'd do it. Um, the... So one thing, uh, Rebecca Black is like, is great. She's another, similar to Lucas Crookshank, where she's got like a YouTube channel, TikTok, everything. That's actually quite funny and very self-aware on on the hatred of it. But the other fun thing about Rebecca Black's Friday, the second verse, the um, cruising so fast, I want time to fly, um, (laughs) that... Uh, the the poorly green screened, uh, you know, and she's got an awkward friend that's a gif. The skyline in the background of that shot, for some reason is Auckland City with the Sky Tower removed. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, like look it up. There's the, I can't remember what the actual building is, but the one that has like the circle on top of it, you can see mm. that. And it's like, once you notice that, you're like, holy shit, that's Auckland, but they've taken the Sky Tower out because I guess they'll make it too recognizable. That's like how the um, map of Pawnee and Parks and Rec is Christchurch. Yeah, with the street names changed. You and I live in... Uh, the Parks and Rec and the Rebecca Black's Friday universes combined. Yeah. They're canon. Yeah. You said to me before we recorded this, I reckon we could do this in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Approaching an hour and have two films still to talk about. Well, yeah, I mean, like most of my sort of, like what I've spoken about already is more Fred as a concept. And I think mm. that's still all most of what I have to talk about. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know you've been keeping a list of like mm. jokes that made you laugh. Are there any yeah. that you want to share? I don't know. I don't know what you pl- what you have planned for that. None for Fred for Fred one. I didn't. I didn't do it for Fred one. But for Fred two and three, I wrote. I made Google Docs called jokes I like and fr- I liked in Fred two and jokes I like in Fred three. Somewhat the same kind of like vibe you were on to be like, well, what is there to celebrate? What gold is in these dung hills? In, in them, their hills. Yeah. <laughs> in them, their hills. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Fred 2, Neither the Living Fred, came out in 2011. And yeah, what's what's this one about? Um, so Fred, uh, his... <laughs> it's a comedic his... remake of Fright Night. It is very similar to Fright Night. He, his, 
he's got a new music teacher who he thinks is a vampire and the whole movie is basically him trying to prove this guy's a vampire he, he starts dating fred's mum um at one point and the about three quarters of the way through the film he's invited round to this guy's house for dinner to because and he thinks it's because he's going to get eaten but it actually turns out he's just a kind of eccentric guy and fred mm. actually forms a kinship with him because he too is you know a social pariah <laughs> um but he but before he like he makes friends with them but before that he was live streaming secretly live streaming walking around this guy's house and just before he found out he was all good um the camera cut out and it makes it makes him look scary and so this teacher then gets outcast again and so the the climax of the film is fred making it look like actually he fred is the vampire so that everyone will forgive um mr uh devlin um and it's structurally an infinitely better film i thought the the um the lack of structure that I was making fun of in the first film, that's gone completely. And there's a far, there's a far stronger backbone and a far stronger narrative to this film, which with, you know, various touch-ups, I don't think would be a bad movie, but it is a bad movie. And now who's praising Fred? It is a bad, it's still, it's still stupid. No, no, no. I've turned you. No, it's a bad movie, and here are a bunch of jokes that I liked in it. Yes, please. Okay. So this is a list I've written of jokes I liked in Fred 2. Um, at the start, Fred goes to, to play the piano to show how good he is at playing Funniest piano. Joke. I loved that. <laughs> um, and, but before he does, he cracks his knuckles, but instead of a cracking knuckle sound effect, a <laughs> fart sound effect <laughs> plays. Um, and I cackled. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Um, there's a part where um, Fred is uh, making fun of his bully that lives across the road from him named Kevin, who's quite a main character in this franchise. And his mum is in the first two, and she is so funny, like legitimately just a comedic performance. And his mum is played by Flo, the progressive lady as well, for our American uh, listeners. Who's that? Uh, I, I, from what I understand, she's like a... like she She's like their Goldstein. <laughs> okay for our new zealand listeners <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not, not, not going okay. explain either reference <laughs> so he runs into kevin at this party and uh fred says and by the way this movie is like at times an explicit parody of twilight he says to mm. kevin you look like robert pattinson if he was stupid um which i was god what a funny thing what a that sounds like something i would say like if i was you know trying to come up with a hilarious insult um there's a part where after he's he's sure that mr devlin is a vampire um he writes down the name devlin and works out it's an anagram of devil in or in devil um and i thought that was a very richard joke to have 90 percent of an anagram intact but then you're stuck with an extra letter like because because one extra letter crumbles an entire anagram right like then it's not an anagram at all and i thought that was a good joke um the, the, I like the, that, these... the, that there is crossover between what you think is a Richard joke and what you think is a good joke. <laughs> There's um, a scene, and because this fil- these films have like fantasy sequences, a la Scrubs, when JD mm. like imagines things. Um, and there's pa- there's a part where Mister Devlin turns into he's like, I'm not a vampire, I'm an alien, and pulls his head 
skin off and it turns out he's he's a uh, got a fly head and he's called a mosquito man and he, he like sucks the blood of fred with like a, a giant mosquito nose it's just a very creative practi- mm. piece of practical filmmaking that i thought was actually quite funny um i believe i um i believe um no never mind is it a, pr- a proboscis yeah, Does yeah, sure. Called, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, I thought. Yeah. Um, there's a part where uh, Mr. Devlin is taking Fred's mom on a date, and he, he says that Fred's standing there at the at the doorway with him. This is my favorite joke in the whole franchise. And <laughs> and um, she's, she's ready for the date, and he goes, you look ravishing. And she's like, oh, stop. And he's like, you look beautiful. And then Fred goes, she said stop! (laughs) And I just thought that was so funny. What a great joke. (laughs) Um, Then while they're on the date, the mum says to Mr. Devlin, you sure know how to treat a woman. And Mr. Devlin replies, well, I looked it up on the internet. Um, there is another part where he goes to a a Chinese restaurant to um, get a bunch of garlic sauce to kill the vampire with, yeah. and he opens a fortune cookie, and the fortune reads, "Your neighbor is a vampire." <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever Kevin in the film is shown playing the piano, he's singing, "Everybody have fun tonight." <laughs> nothing it's nothing it's not a song <laughs> that's good and it's so great it, it, it has it reminded me of whenever you see them in universe play a song in flight of the concords it's who likes to rock the party like <laughs> yeah the party. or in um, arrested development the it's not easy <laughs> <laughs> and then there's then finally there's a hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today part where um fred is trying to figure out how to um sort of make amends and um save mr devlin's reputation when he works out he's not actually a vampire and he's so fred like breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera in these films and he's trying to figure out what to do and then he suddenly gets you know like a light bulb moment and the shot is like him standing in the left corner of his lounge and he goes wait a minute and then it cuts to him standing in the right corner and he goes, wait a second. And then it cuts to him standing closer in the left corner and he goes, wait a minute. And then it cuts to the other <laughs> side. He goes, wait a second. And it plays out like, wait a minute, wait a second, wait a minute, wait a second. And like, again, it's like, that's done in the edit. That joke isn't in the script, I bet. Yeah, like, yeah. that's just someone <laughs> is editing. Which is where I think with a YouTube-based comic character, you're going to to mine the most comedy yeah, yeah, from, yeah. right? Is in the edit. And so you get this point, which is very, very mid-2000s, very um, live, love, live, if anybody ever watched that youtube channel where it's just like wait a minute wait a second wait a minute wait a second and it just uh it just tickled it it, it scratched the itch in my brain as the tiktok kids say um mm. and those are the jokes that i liked and fred too all right well i mean 
I don't really have anything else to say about Fred 2 if you want to <laughs> move on to Fred 3. But, I'm uh, trying to think if there's, if there's no, anything else. Do you know what? We else. fucking missed a segment. What? The French wires. Oh, well, let's do it now. I mean, yeah. can we repurpose and say that you talking about Fred Heaps was that Lucas Crookshank was the French wise? Yeah, that was my French That was the French wise. <laughs> well, French wise being a okay. segment where we go, why was this a franchise? Why was this a franchise? Um, yeah, why? I mean, was this, this was obviously picked up by Nickelodeon. Yeah, like that, that's the thing, because the, th- the thing about this one is that like, you sh- Fred the movie is like tailor-made to be like, okay, this doesn't work <laughs> in film. <laughs> so why is there a second one? It, like, people didn't like it. And like, you would think that this would end the world's fascination with Fred. Mm. But I get, like, his YouTube channel must have still gone strong. And people thought, oh, well, maybe. And I think, like, you, you kind of mentioned, the second film does fix a lot of problems with the first one. Mm. Um, and go, okay, well, let's make it more like a, a you know, a, more like an actual movie. But yeah, it is interesting. Um, the, the video I mentioned with Lucas Crookshank watching Fred in 2021, he mentions that this is the first time he's seen the movie since 2011, when the a few days into shooting Fred 2, the director told him, you're not playing Fred right, go watch the first movie again. And that was wow. the last time I watched the movie. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's, so, genu- that's, that's a genuinely interesting piece of behind the scenes trivia for yeah these yeah i mean like I, we should reach out to lucas crookshank have i been too have we been too mean hashtag plug the pod. i i haven't <laughs> i guess i haven't i'm a and i'm gonna get even less mean just you wait so All right the, the one interesting thing that i noticed while watching fred 2 and then we can move on to fred 3 because you know what else is there to say that there's a few <laughs> points that there's like at the start of the movie i think he makes a sandwich and he like offers it to you the audience did you notice this in the film that there was a few things like that that were like, was this supposed to be in 3D? No, not at all. But that so is- there was like there was like three or four things I noticed throughout the movie. This was shot in 3D, and they were what? going to make this like Fred the movie 3D with a theatrical release. Um, oh so they my shot god! It with three and cameras. it's not even the third film in the franchise. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, they ended up airing it on TV. So obviously, you know, it wasn't 3D, and they just you know took i guess one lens of the 3d camera and made it a 2d movie one thing we probably should talk about is john cena who reappears in this film as not fred's dad but who fred is imagining his estranged yeah and they fucking go to wwe and fight his teacher um and we put it on our instagram the shot of lucas crookshank in his pajamas standing next to a very stoic and steadfast looking (laughs) john cena and and fred is saying oh my gamut and like let's let's briefly how is that not funny it is that's what i'm saying like it is funny and like it's like it's like if this was made in a better movie as like and like in the world of the movie someone made a really bad movie and this was the movie they made <laughs> then it would be hilarious i think it's the it's the fact that they were earnestly trying to be genuinely funny that is what turns people off but if you watch these again it's like god's not dead if you watch them like outsider art then like it's it's gummo (laughs) it's fucking gummo like it's the same thing um and like i just yeah the the shot of um with with john cena and and the Mm. the wwe scene which presumably had to have been shot at a live yeah it's so funny 
which is like that means like what is the crossover of these two audiences surely surely a far cry from like when you know Sylvester Stallone came out after <laughs> after decades gone returning as Rocky Balboa at a boxing <laughs> match that like yeah oh, hey we've got this fucking kid in pajamas to fight a oh vampire with John it. Cena and, like, it's just funny, like, good luck getting John Cena to do another Fred movie now, you know? <laughs> like, he's not coming back. He's, uh, well, so, so, a month ago, John Cena mm. talked about the Fred movies. Oh, my God, really? Um, yeah, like, doing... Uh, well, it might have been slightly longer ago, but the it was it was within the year. Mm. He's... It was talking about this, and they said, how did you get into acting? And he talks about there was actually... There was originally a business decision. He started a movie called The Marine, where... And essentially, like, his boss was like, you know, you do this movie and it's going to be good for this. And so he, he did, like, a couple of kind of boring movies that were just like, mm. oh, we need a big fucking buff dude to not really act. But mm. then he, um, he he says in the video, he's like, so, yeah, it's, it's really not until I did the Fred movies where I was able to parody myself and kind of, like, show off those comedic chops that really people started to take him seriously as an actor. Well, that's, so, like, that's the the irony of John Cena, right? Is that when he plays serious, like in something like F Nine, I yeah. don't think it works. It's when he's playing a a comedy, yeah, like he said, like a parody of himself that I mm. think he shines. Which weirdly makes me in this camp where I'm like, John Cena is better in Fred than he is in F Nine <laughs> mm. because he's being silly and and like a one part that really I think this might be in the first film might be in the second film actually that really like highlights how good of an actor he is as he lives in the character the character the imaginary character of Fred's dad lives in his fridge and yeah. he like opens the fridge to talk to him and he goes you can't see me and then Fred's <laughs> like uh yeah I can or something like that which is I don't think a very clever retort to the catchphrase, but my point is more that John Cena having to deliver his catchphrase does it with all the gusto and all the passion of a man who isn't sick of doing it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And if if you're cast in this weird movie where this guy is talking in a high-pitched voice, then, like, you, I could see him being like, oh, do I really have to do... Uh, you yeah. can't see me but he yeah, does yeah, it yeah. with full gusto yeah like he's um it, but it is so fun. like th- there would be no peacemaker there would be no the suicide squad without <laughs> these movies yeah, yeah. and john cena will be the first person to tell you that he, like yeah he says th- mm. these were the first movies he looked at not as a business decision and as being able to play a character and it, it essentially says it was mm. doing the fred movies that made him fall in love with acting mm. that's great what a great anecdote. And it's like, like, and good on John Cena for not like, you said, oh, you wouldn't see him do one these days. I think he would as like a <laughs> nostalgia, as like a favor to mm. those original movies. Mm. Um, w- yeah, wouldn't be above a cameo. Mm. Which is all he really is in these movies anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It is also worth mentioning as well, um, Siobhan Fallon Hogan, who plays his mum. I quite enjoyed her performance as well. So she's she's really good in the first two, really good. She's she's pretty good in the first two, yeah. and does like she she plays like like it's it's quite a dark joke. She's like depressed, I guess. Is the <laughs> yeah, joke. Yeah. Like she she gets home from work and she goes straight to nap, you know, and and she sort of talks like this in some parts. But then when she starts dating um, Mr. Devlin, she starts talking like this, and mm. then she talks like that for all of her scenes in Fred Three. 
And I was like, "What?" She becomes a worse actor because of she it, needs to rewatch the last one to yeah. get the character back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, who was the director of Fred Two? Fred Two was a guy called John Fortenberry. <laughs> Well, that's not as funny as Clay Wiener. <laughs> Fred 3 Camp Fred was directed by a guy called Jonathan Judge, but written by a guy called <laughs> Drew Hancock. And, of mm. course, cock being another word for penis like Wiener. So we do have Much another like reference <laughs> to, okay. um, to the male genitals in the name. <laughs> that's what we want. Oh, creatives. Yeah, so what is, what is this movie about? um this movie is about uh fred it's the it's the last day of school and he's going off to summer camp at camp superior um but at the last moment finds out his mum couldn't afford camp superior so she's sending him to um and get ready for a nice little stroll into problematic corner everybody (laughs) um he's getting sent to a a cherokee Native American land uh, for for summer camp at a place called Camp Iwana Pee which is of course an ins- a racially insensitive, um, what's the word for it? Like a Name. play on what Cherokee language apparently sounds like. We talked about on the Rugrats episode of the um the what is it? What's the New Zealand one that people wh- why kick a moo cow? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like Waikikamu because that supposedly sounds like Toreo. Um, so he goes to summer camp, um, and the first half of the movie feels like they wanted this to be the whole movie, but then they ran out of plot and had to change plot halfway <laughs> through. So the first half is he thinks that the, his fellow campers are like up to something devious, um, and then he finds out that they're all good, and then they compete in the summer camp games alongside camp superior where kevin shows back up which is essentially like a a couple of days of like various uh games in which camp i want a pp uh must verse off against camp superior um it ends in a song that there are songs in this movie mm. um and uh fred and camp i want a pp uh win the ultimately win against Camp Superior, mm. uh, much to their chagrin. Um, here are some jokes I liked in Fred 3. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. So when he first gets to camp, I want a pee-pee, he's, he's um, warned of the food, and then it cuts to him looking at what's available at the cafeteria, and he walks past one tray, and the label on the tray says gruel. <laughs> and then he walks past the next tray, and the label on that tray says gluten-free gruel. And then he walks past a third tray, and the, the label on that tray says gruel. <laughs> I don't even know if this was intended to be a joke, but it felt like a subversion of the rule of threes. To yeah. be like, you know, like, yeah. it, it's supposed to get worse and worse, but then the third one's just the same thing. Um, moments later, he meets a character called Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's introduced to him when he's when he's um, thinking of getting a glass of of juice from this this um, keg, and written on the on the keg is diet bug juice. <laughs> and Magoo says, "You don't want to drink that. Let's just let's, let's just say they call it bug juice for a reason." <laughs> Which I thought was <laughs> what a crazy joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then again moments later when describing camp i want to pp fondly um, magoo says it's like summer camp on earth uh, which i thought was a pretty good joke 
Um, and then later on, uh, he's Fred's running around the camp and he's scared because there's the scary looking man like following him. And then one of the camp counselors like, no, don't worry, that's just a that's just scary Gary. And Fred says, <laughs> scary Gary, if he's so harmless, he should have a less menacing name like Scary Jerry or Scary Larry or Joey. <laughs> That's how it's delivered. Like it's so strange. Um, there's a scene, a, a, another scene where Fred uh, wakes up and he thinks the whole movie's been a nightmare up until this point. Um, and uh, the filter on his voice is not there anymore. And he says he comments to his mum, who's at the foot of his bed, about how he just had a nightmare where he was at this crazy camping and his voice sounded like a chipmunk. Uh, before finding out he actually is in the nightmare just then i thought it was fun to to hear yeah. lucas crookshank's real voice um later on in the film he's he's so upset that he has to stay at this camp that he's hiding in the bushes crying and then the other camp the other campers like magoo and dig and um there are i can't remember the names of every one of them they stumble Don't across him and they're like they're like what fred were you crying and he goes no i wasn't crying why would i be crying i hate crying <laughs> um which again <laughs> That's a great reason for why you wouldn't be crying. <laughs> um, when Fred and Kevin run into each other and find out that they're going to be versing off each other, um, they have an impromptu dance-off because they're both convinced that they're a better dancer than the others. And they both do like these like you know comically terrible dances at each other. It lasts about 10 seconds. And then Fred just, like while like out of breath, just goes, I won. Um, and I thought it's uh, it was so funny to just declare victory. <laughs> no one's judging the dance. Like he just says, I won. Um, and it reminds me of when you're a little kid and, the, you know, they're like, actually, I have invincible armor on and then I kill your character. Um, and then, so the last joke I've written down is Tom Arnold plays the camp counselor in the seat. And this isn't the joke that I liked, but... Floyd Spunkmeyer. Floyd Spunkmeyer at the start, he, he delivers what I thought was a, a horrendous joke for a Nickelodeon movie where he says that um i want a pp is the native cherokee greeting or something like that mm. and he says so let me just like the sun rises on the yeah or something like and he says so let me just extend this to you guys i want a pp on you i want a pp <laughs> on you i want a pp on all of you which like what is like i guess the joke for kids is that you're talking about peeing on someone and maybe my my mind is just too warped to see that as anything completely non-sexual now i guess yeah, right right <laughs> um anyway he he has this whole thing in it about how he believes that um there's a guy at the camp na named hugh who is their chosen one which will who will lead them to victory against camp superior but uh towards the end of the f film um fred accidentally knocks out hugh with a javelin and so um they have to you know compete without their star player who is played by i think um one of the grown-up twins from desperate housewives um anyway <laughs> uh he sees this camp floyd sees sees uh sees fred doing something like he might be singing or something and he goes oh my gosh fred is the chosen one i'm certain of it or maybe not i don't know how's my face look <laughs> uh. I wish from the start I was on the let's just celebrate how funny Fred is because this is a much funner and much sillier dynamic to have. Um, 
but yeah, there's music in this. Do you remember <laughs> Mr. Rebecca Black's Friday's actually good because you can remember how it goes. Do you remember the songs, how they go in this one? Uh, no, because they're bad. <laughs> I remember so the, the one that opens up and it starts with a with a musical number, so it's like, yeah. oh my God. And then there isn't another one for like Till 45 end, yeah. minutes. <laughs> um, but it starts with him. Uh, it's, it's cool. It goes like, the best day of school is the last day of school. The best day of school is the last day of school. Yeah. It's mind-numbing. Um, and then there's a rap he does with like a monster called a crocker. Oh, what is it? like? Yeah. A, a, yeah, a crocker oh, horse Croc- or something. Crocker like um, which is just like, uh, you know, your standard uh, man in his 50s writing a, a hip-hop reference that hasn't been relevant since the 90s kind of mm. vibe um but then at the end they actually win it by singing a song that goes this one's for the losers <laughs> and it's yeah. like i'm not gonna say it's good but it feels like there's heart in it you've which earned is, it yeah. yeah um and they end up winning because of that and it's all very beautiful fred three camp three i thought the worst one of the trilogy to be honest oh but yeah sure yeah <laughs> what do you think yeah i think it's the worst one of the three but you know obviously still not that bad I miss Bertha, man. I wanted Bertha and Fred to get together at the end mm. of this. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. The that's that's the Fred trilogy, but <laughs> I do think <laughs> that we should talk a little bit more about Fred and, and Lucas Crookshank because like I'm gonna say something disgustingly controversial. Okay. Lucas Crookshank might get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> How he, dare you? We, okay, what does this mean for, for maybe new listeners? Yeah, I'm not talking about like, fuck, he can get it. Like, Although. Yeah, do you want to explain what getting it refers to? Well, we, we have sort of the sacred term we bestow upon creators that we quite like on this podcast where we we will say they get it which essentially means they have an understanding for why their product works uh which Mm. isn't true so so kevin feige gets it uh Mm. vin diesel does not get it yeah yeah though that's the spectrum vin diesel to kevin feige i think i think lucas crookshank might be one of the only true auteurs we've seen on film (laughs) franchise fortnights and i'm not joking i was thinking about this as well and i think the way i want to phrase it is is lucas crookshank the worst genius (laughs) 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 like the worst genius in the world like like (laughs) so so like like genuinely and this is what i was talking about earlier is that the thing that makes these movies watchable and enjoyable, even if it, even if you're looking at them in a so bad they're good way, is that this is such a specific singular vision, which you do not see very often. This this is a movie where even the like we you and I just you just listed a bunch of jokes that we giggled relentlessly at throughout these movies, and even the ones that you know don't make you laugh are still that same exact sense of humor hmm. from this voice from 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 this kid and from this this high-pitched voice <laughs> yeah 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 but like and that's the thing that i just found so fascinating about these movies that this isn't like a you're not seeing a studio try to understand why fred fogelhorn works on youtube and not being able to this is a kid being given They're a budget and that. making exactly <laughs> what he wants to make mm. and exactly 
Like yeah, and and that's well that's into his early twenties as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, no, actually, the last film he made when he was nineteen. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, like the yeah, you're you're seeing someone's vision, and this is what the why I praise the Snyder Cut so much as well. And I think we're seeing Lucas Crookshank Snyder Release Cut, the like, Crookshank Cut. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I, I just that was the thing I was blown away by is that how specific the vision and sense of humor for these films are and that you are seeing someone be able to see that vision through till Mm. the end and that the the entire crew seems to be in on it as well like the film is respecting Lucas Crookshank's oh, vision. Oh, he, he puts his whole Lucas Crookshank-Crookshank <laughs> into it. It's into it. It's Fred Ussie. No, and I, I mean that, though. Like, one thing, again, speaking on, like, is he the worst genius, is, like, if I was... I'll use myself in this example. If, if I created a character when I was 13 who, no offence to Lucas Crookshank, not the hardest concept to, to con- <laughs> yeah, yeah. conjure up. It's just he sped up the voice in <laughs> post right if i was making that and somehow that got insanely popular and then like nickelodeon approaches me to make movies um i i can tell you at least when i was in as a teenager i think there'd be part of me that would feel like i'm a little kid in a in a in a big hollywood and like the nerves would get to me and i wouldn't quite be able to to bring like it's what like what the director told him you need to remember how to play fred um but like he does it unabashedly in these movies like lucas crookshank is presumably standing in front of let's say 10 at least crew members per scene mm. right like there'll be and, a cameraman and think of what a director. crew members look like that they're like gaffers and yeah and like yeah people who sweaty <laughs> would just be like this is not funny like i guarantee mm. you we could we could probably find a crew member from a fred movie who was like i quit filmmaking after working on it right like and and he's standing there in front of a camera with its like slightly fisheye lens and he's being like oh my damn it judy moved away and it's like with entire sincerity and uh just it's hard work Mm. (laughs) he knuckles down yeah and i i just i can't help but respect that from lucas crookshank I, I, I could not do like there's the scene where he's like having a full on tantrum and <laughs> and just screaming and tearing his living room God. apart. Oh, so it's funny. It's great. It's, great. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It is. And like, yeah, to do that in front of people who I'm sure do not find this funny. Like, you're not getting any encouragement. You're, the encouragement for to continue doing this, like it's exerting a lot of energy is like has to come from within filmmakers (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like the to be able to go into work every day to create this character you have to believe so much in what you're doing on this set and that's why i'm like hats off to you lucas and this is you had a vision you have seen it through to the end and i applaud you for that and when is he coming back (laughs) well Oh, I mean, I guess we'll do, continue the franchise now then, because you've so perfectly segued into it. Okay. Um, why not? Fr- uh, so Fred, d- there was after, um, f- uh, not long after the release of Fred 3, there was Fred the Show, a 24-episode TV- live-action TV no show. No way. Um, starring Fred came out. Um, actually, it was slightly before, sorry. Um, it was 
it finished just after the third movie came out, but started in early 2012. Ah. And uh, yeah, it was cancelled after and considered largely considered to be one of the worst television series of all time. <laughs> well, I know what we're doing for film franchise follow ups next month. There's also a uh, there's also an animated series as well called Hey It's Fred, but I think that, that's like a YouTube series. Wow. He's also got two albums. One's a Christmas. Oh, he's got an album and a Christmas EP. <laughs> which you know, maybe we could listen to those. <laughs> for, <laughs> maybe um, maybe we could, Richard. <laughs> but also, uh, most uh, also, there's a few other sort of things. So he appeared in an episode of iCarly, which, as I mentioned, I watched the episode where. Lucas Lucas Crockshank has his own mm. YouTube channel where he reacts to his, his appearance on that. It's quite funny hearing the behind the scenes stories and everything. But he, yeah, in the episode uh, Freddie Benson criticizes Fred, meaning that um, people turn on iCarly. I don't understand iCarly. I've never seen the show apart wow. from the like the most I've ever seen of it is Lucas Crockshank reacting to this. But I know that you're not well. You're not a fan of the sense that like. No, no one in real life would have liked these videos that they're making. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, there's a movie called City of Ember starring Tim Robbins. Okay. <laughs> Where is Richard going with this? <laughs> yeah. That, so, uh, Walden Media hired Crookshank to promote the, <laughs> the City of Ember movie with like with the character of Fred, and so like Tim Robbins appears in some Fred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> of of his YouTube series, he was also on the annoying Orange web series. Tim Robbins, oh my uh, god, <laughs> and it's so funny, isn't it? But the uh, and just recently in the last year or two, Lucas Crookshank has revived the character of Fred on the TikTok channel. Hey, it's Fred, and I tell you what, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like because the idea, so Lucas Crookshank, you watch his video, like the video I mentioned of him where he's reacting to the fred movie is like he 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 is kind of like oh man i fucking like he's he's you can tell he's kind of proud of it Mm. and but now that like this very like very open about his sexuality lucas crookshank now returning to play the character of fred Mm. as like there's there's one tiktok that's like me at 13 obsessed with judy and then it's like um and then it cuts to him like strutting and it's like now me on the way to steal her husband <laughs> like but as fred and the oh is that you're being obsessed with judy and then seeing what kevin looks like now it's like oh my gamut but it's very funny seeing like an openly gay fred um good for fred <laughs> yeah good, good for, for fred <laughs> yeah. yeah but so I, w- I would recommend checking out people were like oh my god no the he's revived the character of fred but the, uh, this tiktok's pretty funny so do you have a continue the franchise for fred yeah let's bring fred into the real world um this is a a movie called frederick (laughs) um and i want a pitched down so no no modulation um earnest dramatic recreation of the trilogy um i don't know if crookshank should play fred uh but like the the idea being like can you take story concepts as silly as this and try and turn them into prestige mm. drama <laughs> the frederick trilogy <laughs> um oh, figglehorn a logan style send-off to the character yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh genuinely i if they announced a fred four 
I would I would back that on Kickstarter. I would fucking love to see wow. Fred Four. Like with Lucas Cruikshank playing Fred now, especially if you have the openly gay Fred from TikTok. Like the where, where did this character end up <laughs> in in his mid twenties? And 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 what's his dad, John Cena, up to these days? Like the, the, this is actually one I would genuinely, genuinely love to see a yeah. distant sequel to this. I would be there opening day. <laughs> where do you think the rights to Fred lie? Like, do you think surely he, he? Do you reckon though? Like, oh well, yeah. I mean, like they would have surely when you've got a pre-established character, which he's you've said he's revived, presumably without yeah. the permission of Nickelodeon. Like you would hope that he's, um, you know. That, well, the, that, the that last, like, yeah, some the, kind the, of deal was the made. channel of Fred continued after the relationship with Nickelodeon. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Fred's funny, man. <laughs> I'm looking up uh, Lucas Crookshank on Cameo, but I don't think he does have it. Well, oh damn! I feel like he'd be expensive. Hmm. Is Fred on Cameo? <laughs> No, but he is in an episode of Big Time Rush called Big Time Cameo. <laughs> uh-huh. Presumably referring to him. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, there's, there's an, I found an article from 2009. It says, Fred movie update. Which cameo name is playing dad? Oh, well, now we know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it says, um, a little off topic, but the concept of a whole 90-minute movie featuring Fred Figglehorn in the works is still sinking in. That and apparently is quite top, top. For those that missed it, that broke that there is in fact a Fred movie. Blah blah blah. According to the latest casting choices, Crookshank is indeed attached, though the rest of the roles appear to be wide open. With shooting oh. beginning in November twenty, they are looking to to lock these open these up, to lock these up soon. For some reason, they are looking for cameo names only to play to play Fred's father. We're thinking Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> The casting oh, call. Oh, posters! You know not the quality of the film that is being produced right about now. The um, the casting call for it says, "Fred's father. He's a wildly eccentric character who encourages his son to follow his bliss and go after the girl of his dreams. Seemingly unfazed by his nightmarish marriage to a real mess of a woman, he's relentlessly upbeat at all times. Please submit cameo names only." What is this submit cameo names? Like, I guess John Cena's people submitted him. Yeah, well, I mean, it's right. you know, this gets sent out to agents, and it's like, oh, yeah, right. we want we want this to be someone who's like actually kind of big. Yeah, right. Nice. Uh, so we've got a few other things to do. We kind of skipped a segment that we normally would do before this, but yeah, meeting of the elders. This mm. is a segment where if you join a certain. Uh, tier on our patreon which we plugged up top which we we plugged up top you'll see hashtag plug the patreon up top hashtag 2022 and here's the secret what's the secret password we mentioned um oh what's what's a word i'm looking at uh bavaria steamed hams (laughs) steamed hams okay that's your secret password steamed hams hashtag Plug the, podcast, plug the Patreon a, up top. A compilation me. tribute of Gilbert Godfrey, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that's how you'll get a patch or something like that. So the yeah, um, you could you yeah, there's a secret channel on our Discord. You can join if you join that Patreon tier and yes, send in your thoughts on the franchise, and we'll read them out on pod. So uh, a few people did or did not re- uh, watch along for this. Actually, everyone did or didn't watch along. Yeah, everyone in the world. 
<laughs> so Scotty doesn't know said only seen the first one so far as much as this movie leads on it's funny because it's loud there are some genuinely funny moments it feels very 2010 with gags that seem like they were made on made on fine then cut into the movie the supporting cast all seem like they're actually trying especially the guy playing kevin it's not weird enough to be as memorable as something like freddie got fingered it's also let down by the fred that by the fact that fred is a straight-up stalker who is also casual racist i'm genuinely surprised there's not more memes from this there is one meme that Lucas Crockett says he gets sent all the time, which there's a scene where he's like sitting on the bus at night and his reflections in the window. And it's the exact same shot as from Joker. And it's very funny. He's like, and he also kind of confirms in the video, like, yep, Fred became the Joker. That's canon. And <laughs> <laughs> um, also uh, the, the subtle racism he's talking about is that when Judy moves out, an Asian family move in and he decries it. He's like, Judy's been kidnapped by Asian people, which isn't, <laughs> I don't know. Is it racist to say that? It certainly feels like it's piggybacking on, you know, acceptable He probably wouldn't comment racism. on their race if they were white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that Freddy Got Fingered is infinitely worse than Fred. Oh my God, so much worse than this. <laughs> like, I, it's, I, I guess I it's Freddy maybe more memorable, but not for any good reasons. Hmm so uh bliss my dog's not fred which is the <laughs> gets more and more complicated username every every week but i uh, said fred the movie is one of the worst films i've ever seen no exaggeration hated this movie hated the main character hated so much of it that it pains me i have a lot to say but instead of typing out big paragraphs that i've explained here's my notes oh god we got gotta get <laughs> like just completely like <laughs> slingshotted back to earth with the with the cult elders segment <laughs> like, like i'm like <laughs> yeah. you know what fred was bad i do like- love that i've convinced you over this, over this time <laughs> we should have ranked it before we did this uh-huh. fred's age was upped from six in the youtube series to 15 in the to 15 of the films i get that it drives the needle of the love story quotation mark quotation mark quotation mark, quotation mark, quotation mark. With the, it's like loyalty to the source <laughs> from completely and definitely illegal to simply disturbing and probably illegal maybe just drop the love story altogether fred being 15 misses the point of the character completely and does not work with him screaming and having temper tantrums every three minutes i disagree i think that's why it's funny (laughs) still very interesting to read like a genuine like respect for the original youtube series yeah please don't adapt 10 minute youtube videos into feature films anymore this character was not meant to sustain a feature film what a short-sighted tree that was youtuber movies ugh yeah is there a, is, does smosh have sequels no and then there's also yeah, airplane mode starring uh, logan paul which uh, um, yeah. was a similar one and there's also that, that logan paul one that's like a a drama where like if you fail your test results you get killed something stupid anyway i liked the bully it was on youtube read I liked the bully and everyone who was mean to Fred. <laughs> His mum has a lot of unfortunate <laughs> implications surrounding her that aren't worth the effort to think about. I think that's kind of like one of those dark jokes in the film mm. um, for the parents. Fred's voice is far from the worst thing about him, which is an yeah, interesting uh, perspective. I never fully understood the nature of Fred and Judy's relationship from her perspective. Does she like him or hate him? Is she aware that he stalks her? I feel like this is made clear in the film. Yeah, I don't know if... if um, bliss here is talking about from the youtube side i mean the, i don't know presumably the, 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 the bliss is like quite familiar with yeah well YouTube yeah I, I i'm gonna in my head canon is that bliss is a massive fred mm. youtube fan that hated mm. the movies and the, yeah. the adaptations yeah um 
The scene of Fred at Judy's is literally the hardest I've ever cringed at a movie and perhaps the least self-aware scene I've ever seen. It pained me. I suffered. I wanted to throw up until Fred threw up and then I just wanted to die. <laughs> then he ate his vomit. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Funny Does stuff. Funny stuff. <laughs> the following part's kind of funny. Fred, Fred getting his head chopped off. Yeah, there's a bit where he talks about, hey, if he doesn't eat, his, his head will fall off because they'll have no blood in it and then his head falls off. And it's very much, very clearly just a mannequin and he pulled his shirt up over his here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it happens in the third one as well, <laughs> yeah. and it's just they've done so little to make it look like his head's fallen <laughs> yeah. off. The pet store owner threatening threatening Fred with mace. Funny stuff. Fred saying "damn" on a dam, and also the pet store owner was played by the um the like the rival dean in Community. Uh, <laughs> I noticed something yeah, 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 Fred yeah. saying "damn" on a dam, and the drunk mom asleep as a dj the rest was atrocious in every way imaginable oh and to the guy who suggested fred in the patreon poll you are a heathen i fart in your general direction may god have mercy on your eternal soul for subjecting me to this torment dan from hawaii that very person who suggested it replied with some kind of uh emoji okay and probably a monty python reference and then uh said i'd like to apologize for suggesting fred it seems to have brought you more said, pain can, I, can we just take a sorry sorry dan can we just take a moment to reflect that after an hour and a half of praising the comedy of fred you just very like <laughs> disgruntled mentioned like monty python like oh, probably a monty python reference <laughs> like I, we only, we're only instant real comedy legends here on the <laughs> well i yeah, I, I think Monty Python is stupid. I would much rather watch um, Fred Four than a Monty Python reunion. Wow, that's the real hot take. You don't get these kind of takes on more popular podcasts. Would you, would you not? Would if, if they said, oh, Monty Python are doing it, the surviving members of Monty Python are doing another movie about cancel culture um, <laughs> or you know, um, Fred, Fred in college um, as mm. when he discovers his sexuality, which movie would you rather watch? Which I, I tell me the budgets, then we'll then I'll decide. They're the same. <laughs> okay, well it's either going to be a very bad Monty Python movie or a very good Fred movie. <laughs> um, would I rather watch pro- probably a new movie from Fred? But I'm not going to say that there that Monty Python's old stuff is, you know, is tossed out completely necessarily. Fuck it, yeah, I will. Monty Python. Python. Fred is the new Monty Python. Yeah, I'd like to apologise. This is to this Dan Hui who suggested Fred for the last Mm. wee while. Last wee while, the last like. Oh, Scotty doesn't know is typing right now as well. Well. Hurry up, (laughs) Scotty. We're doing the segment right now. I'd like to apologize this Dan. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for for that. This is Dan. I'd like to apologize for suggesting Fred. It seems to have brought more pain than entertainment to the Cult Pop Discord community over the past <laughs> 20 months of me suggesting the franchise every single Patreon poll. It started as a <laughs> I bet you'll have a new bottom ranked film and then slowly amassed loyal vol- voters who warmed to the idea of the podcast covering a complete waste of human hours. I never wanted anyone to suffer their short films and thought it would add variety to the type of film of franchises covered. I'm going to watch all three films soon after this episode drops. Sunday and America, Monday in New Zealand, and a marathon charity stream. I hope to raise a few hundred bucks in order to atone for my sins. And uh, yeah, there's links in the Discord to Dan's thing. <laughs> Scotty has 
said, I just wanted to know what the results of franchise is. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, Dan is doing a, a charity watch this film, happening probably just a few hours after this episode comes out. And Dan's so apologetic, but you know what? I had a fucking you great brought, time. You brought us so much joy, Dan. Yeah. I think, again, one of our best episodes might be, I think. And <laughs> so I think to I rank this franchise. <laughs> trying to rank this franchise. So, uh, let's, uh, yeah, uh, if you go to letterbox.com slash culpopshire, you can find our lists there where you'll see. Oh, so we didn't mention it, but yeah, Camp Fred is the 666th fr- oh, uh, yeah. film we've watched for the podcast. Um, and just like the devil himself, not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to add Fred the movie to this. Is this a gold star franchise? Sure. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. The gold star franchise is what we, we give franchises gold stars if we feel that a consistent quality remains throughout. <laughs> yeah. All right. And where do we think this goes? What do you want to do here, man? It's very fun to be like, actually, it's good. But are we like, I'm not sure it's that good. <laughs> like, I, what are you thinking? Where, where would you place it without me? Without Well, you've convinced me, so that's a hard. Oh, well, I mean, like, like just this rank, like you can keep the whole podcast, but mm. if it was just you ranking it, if I had to go now, and you were left to rank it yourself i'd probably put it pretty low richard i'd probably put it maybe 140 to 46 46 in front of medea right i feel like you're not going to be willing to go that low though well (laughs) (laughs) Ah, okay we turn on a dime again right now (laughs) i mean it's it is funny like doing this because you look and you're like you, you look up at some of the films we have at the bottom and you're like, oh yeah, like, you know, Medea, Lamb Before Time, the original Mummy series. These are all bad. And then you scroll up a little bit and you see something like Pupstar, like 30 positions higher. And I'm like, Fred's probably better than Pupstar. Yeah, the br- rankings are fundamentally broken. Yeah. I don't know. I think that that's more a problem with pop star being too high then yeah well part of me just doesn't want to give people the satisfaction of being like haha we put them through something terrible because you absolutely did not this was one of the franchises i've more enjoyed watching than okay half of these how about this if you put a gun to my head and said you have to watch the fred movies again or one of Mm. these franchises yeah um, the franchise I'd probably be willing to watch again over Fred would be 300, which is at 138. So I'd put okay, it. Well, what about, what about Yu-Gi-Oh? Where is that? God, why 131. That? <laughs> nah, I'd probably rather watch Yu-Gi-Oh. Like that's what I'm you saying. You admitted it. I would, I would put, I would put, I would rank Fred by myself at 139 above the Hammer Mummy series, which feels similarly blasphemous, um, and uh, the Phantasm <laughs> series. Um, okay, cool. Well, we're doing a re-rank at some point, so we keep saying um, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's going at 139 below 300 above the Hammer Mummy series. Mm. Cool. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, cool. All right. So, 
Um, usually at this point we do franchise roulette where we randomly draw the next franchise that we're going to do. But we have a uh, thing we've planned um, where we've got a fun guest on who's going to join us next fortnight for our next franchise. Um, and before I tell you what that franchise is, everybody, so that you can watch along, I would just like to say that if you enjoyed this podcast skyrocket us to fred size success get us get us our own nickelodeon straight to tv movies and you can do that by supporting us by uh, liking us or following us on twitter and instagram and as we've talked about numerous times you can also uh, donate to us on patreon if you like or you can email us at copoptionmedia.gmail.com or you can join our discord community which is always really fun but richard do you want to tell the people what our next franchise is uh, yes, yeah, so the next franchise we're going to be covering are the five, count them five, films in the Sleepaway Camp franchise. Mm. So I'll, I can tell you what those films are as well because uh, it's quite funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> one second. Sleepaway Camp film series. So that consists of Sleepaway Camp, Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, the fourth film, Return to Sleepaway Camp, and the fifth film, Sleepaway Camp 4, <laughs> The Survivor. Um, there is uh, obviously, you know, you could probably imagine a fun behind the scenes reason for that, but we will get to that in two weeks' time. Mm, with a very special guest, feel free to speculate who that may be. Uh, but yeah, other than that, thank you very much for listening, everybody, and stay tuned for the post credit scene, which is coming at you after the music stops. Oh my gamut, what a fun time. Turns out Fred, turns out Richard, there's a little bit of Fred in all of us. The real Fred was the friends we made along the, the way. The Freds we made. Yeah, I know you hate that joke. Okay. To Fred, to Ed. I don't think that's going to read, man. <laughs> yeah. Welcome along to the post credit scene. <laughs> this is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate uh, $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. Richard, can you tell me what it do? What it be? <laughs> what it do? Uh, this comes to us from Brent Taylor, who says, without rehashing the Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit conversation, which one very good movie has the legacy of the worst franchise? I think that's a very easy question. It's Jaws. Anyway, thank you for writing in, Brent. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, it's Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. Can you think of any other major examples? Um, um, I mean, I'm looking. I wouldn't even say The Hobbit drags well, well Lord that, of the Rings I, th- I think you mean that much yeah right i mean you famously say that all the time but <laughs> the yeah uh yeah there's no other ones i can think of that have like major there's there's a lot of oh did you know american psycho donnie darko have a bad yeah, sequel yeah. but yeah jaws is the interesting one where it's like it's it's a franchise and it's one of the greatest movies of all time followed by uh, terminator 2 as well another one no but they don't go to the same depths as jaws yeah sure maybe rambo if you're a big fan of first blood yeah yeah i guess when you when you talk about like when you when you're specifically the way you worded it is like that the legacy of the worst franchise that when people go that's a bad franchise you know and I think mm. Jaws, they probably do. The answer is Jaws. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Brew. Anyway, yeah, there's, there's, there's no answer more perfect than Jaws. I'm sorry. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 